0: Good morning and happy Monday. I'm Monica Wofford, and this is your Monday Moment, aptly titled What Leaders Do to Survive Their Scary Storms. Now in a stroke of very good news, the entire team and their families of contagious companies has survived Hurricane Matthew. Some lost power or sustained minor damage, and one keeps tabs on family still in South Carolina. But all are safe. We can breathe a sigh of relief, not unlike the one your team members breathe when a massive or tumultuous change has passed through your organization. Whether a merger, culture shift, a long-time employee leaving, or a storm of sorts that is much more drastic, once it passes, everyone breathes. But what do leaders do in preparation, and while it's happening, to ensure all survive and are later able to thrive? That's the focus of today's Monday Moment, complete with examples of how our city made it through our literal storm of the decade, and inclusive of tips you can use in your own storms over the next long time period. The first thing leaders do to survive their own scary storms, look ahead. Days ahead of landfall or even ahead of the late stage shift Matthew made in a westward direction, Governor Rick Scott declared a state of emergency. It was sunny outside, and yet the state was declared an emergency? Well, this move allows for an expedited release of federal level relief and National Guard activation. It was a strategic move, planning ahead for the worst of situations. How far ahead are you viewing the trajectory of change and events that may impact your employees? What's the timeline being viewed or used If it's merely one day at a time, though this is the only moment in which one can be present, it will allow a multitude of events to possibly catch employees by surprise. Surprises tend to be perceived as negative in a heightened state of stress. So if you're not looking ahead, they'll likely see dark clouds and no silver linings. This kind of reaction does provoke untitled leaders to take charge and step up to take action, but it also induces behavior like sabotage, frozen in fear, and gossip. Look ahead and prepare for when they're going to meet you there. The second thing leaders do to survive their own scary storms, use an abundance of caution in Orlando, the home of contagious companies, in an unprecedented move. Disney parks closed at 5 p.m. last Thursday and all day on Friday, October 7th. Residents of Orlando know that Disney closes with freakish rarity and that news may actually have added to the importance placed on preparations. It was an abundance of caution, much as airline cancellations for days both in and out of Central Florida airports represented the same. Who wants to be remorseful when instead they can say, phew, we dodged a bullet on that one? What cautions are being taken in your organization? What policies need to be temporarily suspended, such as tolls that were not collected on roads here used for evacuation? What rules need to be put in place, such as a curfew that extended from 6 p.m. Thursday until 7 a.m. Saturday morning in Orange County? What do you need to alert on what they can't do to prevent from making things worse? such as the police and EMS teams not allowed to go on calls in more than 50-mile-an-hour winds. Your organization and its changes may not be life-threatening, but any change that is major will be viewed by employees as an event for which they need to take cover. Use an abundance of caution to keep them From panicking. And third, what leaders do to survive their own scary storms is communicate more and more and more. Multiple news stations provided dedicated coverage in all affected or soon to be affected areas for days. And while some might argue that they're reaching for a ratings boost or some additional viewers, just as an employee might argue that the CEO is yet again taking center stage and making us attend yet one more all-hands meeting. The truth is, there was no lack of communication. One needed to live under a rock with no internet, no phone, nor any trips to the grocery or anywhere else, to be unaware there was a storm coming and its level of danger. The key in most dangerous or even perceived to be dangerous situations is to repeat information. In a state of stress and heightened frenzy with items to now complete in preparation for great change or with all the great changes to one's existing routine and actions, people don't listen. They can't focus at the same rate and need to hear your message far more than once. Imagine the old adage in marketing of one must connect with a potential customer seven times as the current info states to get them to notice your message. And then double that when your customer is under stress. In this case, employees are your internal customer. If your organization has just merged three companies and everyone is panicking about what's their new job, communicate as often and frequently as possible the new direction. The goal? You want employees to say, yeah, 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 we got it. We know already. And when they do that, tell them again. And then you'll know they've got it. All leaders face storms of both major and minor magnitude. The best ones look ahead and prepare a plan of action flexible enough to change because, well, as we've seen, things happen. The most successful leaders survive storms of all sizes by using an abundance of caution in specific areas and making communication of all new information a significant Priority. What will you do when that next storm comes and leadership through it is up to you? How will you survive the storm of your day, year, or decade, personally or professionally, with family or valued employees? The choices you make now will determine your own survival and that of those who depend on you to lead them through the next one. I'm Monica Wofford and that's your Monday moment. Have a great, calm, hurricane-free day and an even better week. And of course, as always, stay contagious.